here to sugarcoat I'm sorry about you Too much shelter causes pain Let's just be real honest Things are gonna knock you down Avoidance will not help you out Let's talk it through you, me and you Let's keep it real honest Hi everyone, happy new year Welcome back to the podcast If I have any new or first time listeners Welcome to the podcast My name is Samantha. I'm 30. I'm single. I'm black. I'm a Christian. And I talk about life things. I really am on a mission to put content in the world that is created by a Christian that is hopefully not insufferable and judgy. So if you find me judgy and insufferable, (laughs) that's really unfortunate. Um, I mostly have been thinking about this a lot because as most of you know, I am rewatching Grey's Anatomy. I'm in season 11 and April Kepner drives me up the wall because she's so insufferable (laughs) and she's just so irritating. And then I think back to, um, I think the last Christian character that I even remember that was this prominent was like in the secret life of the American teenager, but that girl was crazy. And it's just like any time that I see Christians on TV or read about them in books, I feel like the characters were developed by people who had a bad experience with a Christian. And then that was their inspiration for this character. It never comes from a place of like, just a normal person living life who happens to also go to church and love God. Um, So I appreciate the fact that like April is super messy. That's kind of helpful while watching Grey's and she's not judgy, which is nice, but she is very, very obnoxious. And it's like when she announces were, I guess it's not even that she announces because I think people just find out, but like when the other doctors like find out that she's, saving herself for marriage it's like that becomes the most interesting thing about her it's the only thing that anyone cares about and it's weird and everyone makes fun of her and I am just like why does she have to be in an environment where that's what she gets made fun of for and like that's her personality and now she's married a guy that doesn't believe in God and it's like why Why did you guys, you know, and I know that that's the story. That's the plot point, you know, that they didn't have conversations that people getting married should have. And that's the whole part of the drama of the show. But it's just like you can have drama and make story good. So I feel like if you have a character who's going to give their husband a speech about how God is the center of their life and the most important thing to them, then you should see that character go to church. You should see that character pray. You should see that character work through an issue with God. And we've never seen any of that, which makes her look more erratic and crazy because she really never talks about God. We'd never see her read the Bible. We never see her study or like work through a problem with prayer. So I'm totally on her husband's side where he's like, you're insane because it just feels like it's coming from really out of nowhere. Um, So I start seminary in three weeks and we will see how my own faith evolves throughout the semester and the year, if I <laughs> enroll for a second semester, this is going to be an adventure for everybody. Um, 
sorry to ramble. This episode is actually about goal setting. (laughs) So, um, I'm basically going to just walk through the questions that are in my planner. I am a planner girl. I have purchased three planners for 2024 because I couldn't decide what layout I wanted. Um, and I know I have many friends that are making fun of me right now because I do this every year. I buy my planner for the next year, like in July, because <laughs> I like to be prepared. But then of course, between July and December, like more planners are released and I find more things and I'm like, Ooh, that layout works better. Ooh, I like that. Um, but either way, I like to set goals at the top of every year and then check in every month and every quarter um, just for my own progress. If you don't journal, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. For me, like with prayer journaling has been really, really helpful because I feel like um, a lot of times I forget what I prayed about. (laughs) So sometimes you can be sitting in the middle of an answered prayer and like not even know until you go back through your journals and find the season that you were praying for it. And you're like, oh, that did come to pass. Awesome. Because sometimes it takes so absurdly long, or sorry, I should say it feels like it takes so absurdly long for things to happen um, that you don't really see the progress. And it's the same type of thing where like, I've always wanted to be a published author. And I wrote my first book when I was 10 years old. And then I spent all of middle school and all of high school and all of college rewriting that book over and over and over and over because I still love the premise. I love the story. I love the characters I created, but you know, like obviously it was written by a 10 year old. Um, you know, there, I have the first version actually in a printed out in a binder on my bookshelf. And it's like the main characters are me and my five best friends from when I was 10. Um, there's like a kiss in the book that like, you can just tell in the way that the scene is written that I had never kissed a boy. I was 10. Like it just, uh, it's so cringe, but I'm trying to embrace the cringe mostly because in the person of the year article that is in the times for Taylor Swift, she talks about how like you should embrace your past, your present and your future. And you shouldn't look back on your past and cringe at who you were and what you loved and what you did because you did the best that you could with the information that you had at the time. Um, Which I really love and I try to live by that too. So I think that that's just another thing that like journaling does is like when you write down your goals and your plans and whatever, and then whatever the cadence is, you know, if you want to look at it every month, every three months, every six months, or just once a year to sit back and just see like what your thought process was. I don't think that it's necessarily about achieving the goals because your goals can change. Like for example, with this book, when I first wrote it, my goal was to be the youngest published author, which like I'm sure that there are published authors younger than 10. But at the time, I thought only old people wrote books. And I was really excited to like, try to get a book published super young. Um, And as I was editing it through high school and college, my goal with the book shifted 
to I just want to write a good book that I'm proud of and I don't really care if it ever gets into the world. Um, And now that I have like a finished copy of it that I really love, that I do want to put into the world, um, my new goal is I want there to be purpose within the characters, which is back to what I was saying at the top of this episode, which is that like I want my main character to be a Christian that's not judgy and unsufferable. And I want to have a Christian character in literature that young girls can read that they don't recoil from in the way that I do when I see Christian characters in the media. Um, So I am now doing another revision to add that element in because I didn't even really, faith is really not part of the book. It's about secret agents and training at boarding school. Um, But it's one of those things where pretty much everyone that has read the book, which is a small amount of people. So I don't want anyone to hear this and think that I like think that I'm amazing because <laughs> um, I do not. Um, but the small number of people that have read the book have been like, this is amazing. It's ready. Publish it. And while I really appreciate that, I know that it's not ready, which yes, in part, that's just me being a perfectionist and I could edit the book forever. Um, but also There are things that I have, like every time I've edited the book, I've added more of my own life into it. Like there are things that I experienced in college that got added to the book because I hadn't experienced them in high school. And there are things that I've experienced as an adult that got added into the book because I didn't experience them when I was editing it in college. And just like, I've had all these experiences that I think make the book better, which of course I'm going to keep living and keep having experiences. I totally get that. Um, But I'm now at a point where I'm having experiences that I want to put into other books. And I have all of these ideas, which I know that I've talked to you guys many times before about. I have a million book ideas and a million song ideas, and I want to play video games, and I want to sing, and there's so many things that I want to do creatively, and there just isn't time. And I truly wish that I had one creative love. Like I wish that my thing was singing or guitar or piano because there's that whole like I don't want to be like a jack of all trades master of none um you know I don't want to stunt my learning in one area because I can't focus because there's so many things I want to do but at the same time there are so many things that I want to do but at the same time I don't want to fall into the trap of like choosing something to focus on and then later changing my mind and then forcing myself to focus on it because that was like the thing that I picked six months ago and I've been working on for six months. But like maybe six months later, I'm a different person and that's not what I want to do anymore. And that is totally okay. Um, So if you are in a place where you have a pencil and paper um, journal, whatever, you should grab it and like jot down some ideas while I'm talking through this. If you're in the car driving or you're cooking or whatever, you know, don't worry about it. Just think (laughs) while I'm talking through these. Um, so my planner has some great questions to get started. So it starts with a, um, and I will put the planner itself 
link in the notes in case anyone's interested in like buying this planner. But so it starts with a self-discovery section before you even do your goal setting. So it's asking like list three things that you're talented at, which I for myself said storytelling, singing, and project management because that's my job and I do think I'm really good at it. I don't enjoy it, but I'm talented at it. Um, And then the next question is, what would make me excited to wake up in the morning? And this is one that I had to think a little longer on um, because initially I was thinking like, what job would I be excited to get up and do? But then I was like, that's not what it asked me. It just asked me like, what would make me excited to wake up in the morning? Um, So just keeping that open-ended and not siloing it off to a job or, you know, any specific aspect of life. I wrote down getting to see someone I love who makes me laugh and makes me feel seen, heard, known, loved, and wanted. Like if I, I think if I, if every single day I knew that I was going to see one of my best friends, I would jump out of bed in the morning. Um, I also said I'd be excited to wake up in the morning if I knew that I got to spend the day creating music. Um, if I could spend the day on set, like anytime that I book, um, a commercial or even a modeling job, anytime that I get to be on set, I am so excited. Even though like being an actor, like everybody says it's hurry up and wait because when you're an actor, it's like they'll hire you for like seven, eight hours and you might actually shoot for one or two hours and you're really going to just sit there and wait for them to light the set. But I just love being on set. I love watching directors direct and watching camera operators work. It, that whole world just fascinates me. And those are my favorite days is whenever I have booked something and like get to go be on set for a day. Um, and then I also said I'd be excited to wake up in the morning if I'm going on a Disney vacation because that is when I am my happiest is when I'm waking up because I'm like, I'm catching a plane today. I'm going to Disney. Um, and the next question is, what are three things that you love doing? This is three things that bring you great joy and happiness. And that really just kind of builds on the previous question. So I said music, Disney, and watching TV and movies. Like really and truly, those are probably the three things that like make me happiest in the world is when I am listening to music or singing or creating music, when I am either at a Disney park or on a Disney cruise. Like the cruise was not even great. Like my whole family got sick, but I was just so happy to be on a Disney cruise and eat Mickey waffles and watch Mickey light the Christmas tree. Like that environment just makes me happy. Um, and same thing with watching TV and movies. Like I just love watching stories come to life and having a cathartic experience like through different characters, which I think catharsis is really the whole point of storytelling, whether it's music or a book or TV, you know, it's like maybe you're never going to experience this type of love story or maybe there's someone that you want to punch in the face, but you can't do it. But you can go watch a movie where somebody punches somebody in the face and then you feel better because you kind of, you know, you were like in their corner when it happened or whatever. Um, So three things that you love doing. Um, And then it moves into if 
you choose to do these three things for a living, who would pay for this? And this is when I get sad because I was just like, obviously me. Like I could work at Disney again and get free park tickets and discounted trips. Um, I could get a job in film production at the studios or, you know, somehow where the company would pay me to watch TV and movies to an extent. Um, But for the majority of like realistically in my life, like these things are hobbies and I need a job that's going to afford me the ability to continue these hobbies. So then it moves into where am I now? What do I currently do for a living? And am I doing it for money, for others, or for myself? Um, So I said I'm currently a project manager and a community manager because I have two jobs. Um, And I am 100% doing both jobs for the money. Like, I can't say that I enjoy project management or community management. I am just, I'm good at it. And I, I don't mind doing it. Um, But it's definitely not something that like sets my soul on fire and makes me excited to get out of bed in the morning. So the next question is, are you satisfied with life right now and what's working? Um, And for this one, I said, I feel like I'm mostly satisfied. I'm looking at my life holistically and not just my job. So looking at the big picture, I love living alone and having all of the space that I do to myself. Um, I love that I pay all my bills on my own and I don't struggle with that. I don't rely on anybody else for any of that kind of stuff. Um, I take a decent amount of trips every year. I talk to at least one of my best friends every single day and I sleep well. I work from home, which I've always wanted to do. And I think I make decent money. So in a general sense, I am pretty satisfied with my life. I also feel like my faith is growing. Like I feel like my understanding of God and the like purpose of having a faith community and church, my whole, the way that I view that has really changed over the past, I think five years where like when I was little, I was very like, did not enjoy church, was scared of God didn't like the whole purpose to me and having a relationship with God or being a Christian at all was just for fear of going to hell. Um, so I'm very like happy to be free of that being like the driving factor. And I think that makes me pretty satisfied with life too, of just being able to look at it through this different lens that just this different lens that just kind of allows me to take a step back and think like, what do I really want to be spending my time on? Like, what do I want to be asking God for? And it's not things, it's peace and hope. Um, And then the next question is, what is not working in my life and what can I do to improve it? Um, So for that, I said like, I definitely noticed last year when I was at the peak of working out, like doing some type of physical activity four or five days a week, I felt better. Like I just felt stronger. I like currently my back is in a lot of pain and I just know that it's because I haven't been stretching. Um, So there's that kind of stuff that I want to incorporate back into my routine. Like all of my closest friends are a flight away from me. 
And that makes me really sad. And that's really something that I would love to change if I could. Um, And the other thing that's not really working out for me is either of my jobs in the sense that neither of them allows me to be creative. Um, So I'm really not spending any time on my passions, like everything that I answered the first few questions with. Like that's the stuff that I want to be spending my time doing and I'm not spending any time doing it. And it's like after I have finished working for a day, I'm tired and I want to decompress. And that's why I sit down and watch TV instead of write my book because I don't want to do more work after I've already worked. So I feel like I'm lacking energy. And then we move into, think about your environment. Um, So do you have fun and joy in both your work and personal life? And what can you do to enjoy them more? Um, So for this, I said, I don't have any fun or joy at work. Um, I guess I do enjoy some of the events that I get to put on at work. um, So I could spend more time um, planning more fun and engaging events. Um, But I could also think back to all of the places that I've worked and like what, what was different about jobs that I did enjoy. Um, And I think even though like cinema blend was like the worst at the end when I quit That's the one that sticks out in my memory as like the most fun. Um, I did not enjoy the job itself. Like I didn't like being an entertainment journalist, but I did love all of the people that I worked with. Um, And there was a pretty small age range of all of the people that I worked with. So I felt like we were all in pretty similar life stages, which is something that's completely different for me now. Like now I work with way more people that are a lot older than me and it just makes it more difficult to find things to talk about when we're not talking about work. Um, So that's just something that I've noticed that like in the future when I start looking for jobs, like that's important to me. Um, And then the next question dealing with your environment is, Who are some people that you like spending time with? Um, Which people energize you? They can either be known to you personally or they can be in the media or the public eye. How can you spend more time with these people? So I listed like all my friends and, you know, like I can fly to them, whatever. But also like I love Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift makes me happy. (laughs) So I'm like, I can watch the Arrows tour every Friday night, if I feel like, because that puts me in a good mood. And I love that it asked that question because I think that's important. Like, I don't know if any of you remember, but I've said this on one of the podcasts toward the end of the year um, where I had mentioned something that Cameron told me one time was like, I was really, I was going through like a depressive episode and he was like, look at the music that you've been listening to. Like, why don't you just put on some like upbeat club music and like dance for five minutes every day and I started doing that and it is such a mood booster because I am very like sad girl like very Olivia Rodrigo like crying in the shower type songs is usually my vibe like that's what I'm singing the majority of the time but I also love like a Disney princess song so you know whatever whatever floats your boat whatever makes you happy 
Um, And then the next thing is to list people or things that make you feel depleted. So who or what steals your peace and drains your energy and then brainstorm some ways to overcome these challenges. So I listed out like all of the volunteer stuff that I do and the ones that like take energy away and how I can either be involved differently or show up differently or that I can step down from them. Um, And then the next question is, what do you want more of? And I said, I want more love, laughter, excitement, dreams, hope, energy, strength, fitness, hydration. I'm really bad at drinking water, music, good stories, books, TV, movies, travel, stories to tell, experiences, peace. Um, And then what do I want less of? Stress, debt, anxiety, fear, loneliness, setbacks, and anger. And how do I want to feel? I want to feel peaceful, loved, desired, hopeful, strong, confident, and courageous. Um, And then we move into what does your ideal day look like? So this is not like your ideal day that you can create right now. This is just like you're dreaming, okay? You have unlimited money. You've got unlimited resources, unlimited time. Maybe you can teleport, but if you could just design the absolute perfect day for yourself, what would that be? <laughs> I'm laughing as I know, I, I know so many of you are going to laugh at this, but my, the first thing I put as my answer is it's a musical, <laughs> which truly my ideal day would be a musical. To my friends that are listening, if I ever date again, if I have a husband in this world, please tell him to propose with a flash mob. <laughs> please. <laughs> like, nothing in the world would make me happier. Like, I want a musical. Um, and then I elaborated just to be like, I would wake up to something dancey and fun. I would work out and like it. <laughs> what a dream. I'd shower, meditate, pray before breakfast, which is delicious and not rushed. And then I would go to set to film scenes of a movie or a TV show that I'm proud to star in because it's excellent quality and the story is amazing. And I love and am challenged by the character that I'm playing. When I'm not needed on set, I would write and then I would go to the studio and create amazing songs with my besties before we all head out for a late night dinner, whether it's fancy or if it's burgers and fries that we take home and enjoy while we watch a movie. But like either way, like these are all of the elements that would make my ideal day. And then the planner asks me, how can I plan my days to look like this? So I love that like dream as big as you can, but then peel it back of like, what do you have the resources for to do in your life today right now to get you closer to your ideal? So I said, the first thing I can do is set my daily alarm to something dancey and fun instead of the blaring like, eh, eh, eh. like that's not fun to wake up to. Um, and I actually started this after I saw Barbie. I changed my my alarm to Lizzo's Barbie song that Barbie wakes up to in the movie because that just makes me happy when I wake up. And I could call my friends or text them, but you know I can't like physically have dinner with them every day. Um, and I could create content for social media because that's like the closest that I could get 
to being on set right now, even though that's not something that I'm excited about, but it is what it is. Um, and then what can I do to feel more inspired each day? Um, I said I can spend time reviewing like what I've written here as far as like what drives me and what makes me happy. Um, and being able to make time for fun and just continually, like whenever I am feeling jaded and just exhausted, reviewing like the stuff that feeds my soul and being like, have I been implementing any of this in my life? And if I'm not feeling great, then probably not. Um, and just find ways to do that. Um, and then it walks into things that truly matter to me. So like, what are things that you value in other humans? It could be, um, I'll just list off some of them here, like generosity, kindness, wit. What do you dream of a future with? Is it freedom, prosperity, family, passion, purpose? Um, and then, so just kind of think through those different things of what's important to you. And then what do you want your legacy to be? Like, how do you want to be remembered? And I said in this section, I want to be remembered as an inspiration. I want to be remembered as somebody who loved fiercely, took risks, was authentic, honest, and kind. Someone who created things that sparked positive change and connected people and someone who was a true example of God's love, someone who was smart and exciting and loving. The next section is a life overview, which basically asks you to rate all of these different areas of your life out of 10. Um, so the areas are health, which is your nutrition, sleep, and fitness, love, family, friendships, and social, career, business, personal development, new experiences and creativity, finance, productivity, work-life balance, personal time and self-care, fun and happiness, home and surroundings, confidence and giving back. So for each of those areas, um, you can pause it and back it up a couple, what, 10, 20 seconds if you need to. Um, but write each of those areas down and then rate how you feel about those things in your life. So for example, like for love, I said zero out of 10 because it doesn't exist and I really would like it to. Um, and then I don't think I put, oh yeah, I put 10 out of 10 on personal time and self-care because I do think that I'm crushing that. Um, so this is just kind of a reflection of like checking in with how you're doing in all these different areas of your life. And then once you're finished with that, go back through and highlight the ones that are most important to you. And so of the things that are most important to you, like if you rated something a zero out of 10 and that's something that's most important to you, then that's something that you should probably set a goal for for the year. So like maybe it was your career. If you put like some like a score under five out of 10 for your career, then set a career-based goal, whether it is changing your career, getting a new job, or just changing the way that you approach your current job. But what changes can you make to get that score up? Um, and then if you have a really high score and something that's not super important to you, is there time that you're spending on that that you can reallocate to one of the things that is super important to you? And then the next section is to 
come up with your ultimate dream. So like the prompt is, if I knew I could not fail, I would dot, dot, dot. So what is something that you would do if you absolutely couldn't fail? I would be a pop star (laughs) and an actress. Um, And then what's holding you back from that dream? For me, it's not knowing how to get there and also lacking time and energy to skill up um, and needing to spend my time and energy on jobs that pay my bills. (laughs) Um, What resources and support do I need and who can I reach out to? Um, So that's something that just goes back to, um, you know, the thing that you would do if you knew you couldn't fail. Who do you know that could help support you in that? And it could even be as simple as like taking drawing classes. Like if you want to be a world famous artist and you don't know how to draw, like that's some support and resources that you could do. Then it asks like, how will you stretch yourself and play bigger? Um, And so in that section, I said that this year I want to work on taking baby steps to solo traveling by finding like local activities and experiences to do by myself, because that's also one of the things that holds me back is waiting for somebody to do something with me where I don't have a whole lot of people in my life that are into the same things And people in my life that are into the same things are not physically close to me. So that's the kind of thing where um, I think when I was in college, I was not comfortable going to the movie theater alone. And now I love going to the movie theater alone because I love movies. And I'm like, it's not fair to me to miss all the movies that I want to see if I have to have somebody go with me. So that was like a baby step that I took of like starting to go by myself. And now I care more about seeing the movie than I care about who I see the movie with. So it's like, I'll ask people to go with me. And if they don't want to go and I really want to see it, then I'll just see it by myself. Then the next prompt is if I get stuck, I'll remember this. And so the thing I wrote is that this is for me to live my happiest life now and in the future. And if there's no risk, there's no reward. Um, And then the last couple of prompts in this section are which negative attitudes, behaviors, and habits are holding me back. And for me, I said the dream of having a partner with me when all my dreams come true. Like I've just, I've kind of always envisioned, I always envisioned my future that I would be married, that I would have kids and like we were, I was going to be married like when I was accepting awards for like whatever awesome thing that I created when like, what does being married even have to do with me creating something, you know? So I think that this all just goes back to the way that the world works and like telling little kids, like when you get married instead of if, and telling little girls, like don't let boys touch you, but then telling little boys, like don't settle down, you know, just go live life, go have fun. And it's like, these are contradictory things that don't work together. Um, so it's just so like just having, spending your childhood, like dreaming about a wedding and it's, it's hard to, let go and have to ask yourself, okay, well, what if I don't get married? Like, what does my life look like? And so just kind of journal through about that. And then the very last one is to choose like theme words that will guide you in the year, which I already talked about in the last episode that my word for this year is release. Um, And so once you have completed all of this dreaming section, use that to set your goals for the year. 
So using the things that you're good at and the things that you love, the things that bring you joy, like what are you going to prioritize spending your time on um, in 2024? One of the things that I picked is writing my book. Um, The book that I have completed, I decided is going to be book two in a series. So I now want to write book one and then start trying to shop that to see if I can get it published. Um, Because I do like, I love storytelling. And I think that that's just something that would be fun for me to work on. Um, So I set a goal of prioritizing working on that this year. I don't think it's realistic that I would finish the book this year or that I would finish the book in one month. But I did reach out to one of my friends who read and loved the other book and just said like, hey, would you be cool if I just set the goal of writing one chapter every month and sending you the chapter? You don't have to read it and give me feedback or anything like that, but it's more just I need the accountability of having a deadline that I have to meet. And she was like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like I'll send you reminders on the 1st, the 15th and the 30th of every month. Like I can't wait to read this. Um, And so she was exactly the right person to ask. But basically that is what I want you to do here is like find something that you love, create a goal, but then also go back to like what's holding you back and what are resources that can help you overcome the thing that's holding you back. Um, And then set up some regular check-ins for yourself, you know, whether it is, um, again, you can do it monthly, you can do it quarterly, whatever, but set up some check-ins to come back and look at what you wrote and just kind of evaluate, like, how are you doing? Like, so basically in February, if I send my friend the first chapter of my book, I'm going to evaluate, like, did I enjoy the process of writing that? Um, Do I want to keep going with this goal? Or do I want to do something else? Um, And I think giving yourself the space and the room to do that is going to be a lot more helpful. Like, I know a lot of people set New Year's resolutions of, like, I want to lose 10 pounds or whatever, but, like, they hate cardio. And, I mean, I really hate exercise of all kinds. Um, I guess I like yoga, Um, but it's one of those things that it's like, if you don't enjoy it, then you have to find a way to enjoy it. Like I've been trying for months now to get to 10,000 steps a day. And for the last few years, I've been like, that's impossible. I don't know how people get 10,000 steps a day. Those people are crazy. But I spend a lot of time watching Grey's Anatomy. So the other day I was like, what if I just pace around the room or I like step touch and kind of do a little dance while I'm watching Grey's instead of lay on the couch watching it. And it only takes two episodes of Grey's to get 10,000 steps, you know? So it's that kind of thing where it's just like, it's more that like I'm trying to get through 249 episodes of Grey's Anatomy in three months like that's my goal and it's kind of like what can I do to help myself get through this faster well like I can knock out my steps while I'm doing that um so just kind of think through what you love and what you want and how you can get there and I would love to hear what you guys are working on this year and how I can support you please email me at realhonestpod at gmail.com and let me know like what are your what are your goals for the year and what type of support 
do you need to overcome the things that would hold you back from reaching those goals? Um, I can't wait to hear from you guys. I hope that everybody absolutely crushes it this year. And I hope that you guys are excited. Like I'm really, really excited going into this year. Um, and I think I'm mostly excited because I'm open to change. Like, I think I even mentioned at the top of the episode, like if the first semester of seminary goes well and like I enroll for another semester, but I just, it's so freeing to me that I'm getting a master's degree, not for a job. I mean, I totally could, like, maybe I love it and maybe I get it. Maybe I switch to an MDiv and maybe I go work at a church after this. Like, I have no idea, but maybe I take classes for a couple semesters and I'm like, okay, that's what I needed. I got what I needed from this place and then I move on. But I think that that mentality is so freeing and it's so much more helpful than like, my mentality when I was a high schooler that was like, I have to go to a four-year college and I have to get a bachelor's degree because I need it to get a job. And now it's like, I don't even work in film. Like I don't use my degree at all. Um, and it's just like, I'm kind of resentful at just the whole system and the way that it works where I feel like the, the piece that a lot of us miss when setting goals is that like you can change them. And I'm not talking about like, I know that a lot of us like have whims and it's like, you try this, you try that, you sign up for a class. Like, I'm not talking about like quitting everything all the time, but I just mean like check in with yourself. And if it's not the time, it's not the time. I think that's part of like, you know, I went through a season last year when I was like madly in love where I wrote a whole EP and I was super excited about music and I haven't written any music like since that relationship ended, which like it's sad, but now I'm going to be in a season of writing my book. So it's just kind of like if I only set the one goal for the year and I tell myself like this year I'm going to work on getting fit and I'm going to do nothing else like if you're that kind of person and you love the gym and that's what you want to do like great go do it but if you work on it for three months consistently and you're like I'm not enjoying this like this is not really what I want to spend my time and energy on then allow yourself that space to just be like okay I'm going to pivot and do something else um that's totally totally chill because it is your life and no one else's. So live your life for you. Don't live your life for your parents or your significant other or your dog or whoever else. Like it is your life and nobody is going to hand you your dreams on a silver platter, but they are attainable. Your dreams may look different when you get them, but that doesn't make them unattainable. I have two movie recommendations for you this week. The first one is Anyone But You. Loved it so, 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 so much. Like, if you don't like rom-coms, skip it. But it, like, literally, this is the funniest movie I have seen in a really long time. Like, I literally was laughing out loud the entire time. Every joke, every minute. Like, it all just hits. It's so funny. Um, and of course, like the premise has been done before, but I feel like they did it differently. And what I really loved was that all of the characters were interesting. I think the movie is brilliant. Like I did not dislike a single thing about that movie. Um, 
I also recommend Wonka. Um, there were many things I disliked about Wonka, but it's cute. I was literally just talking to my massage therapist earlier today and she was like, haven't they made enough Wonkas? And I was like, well, this one is different. Like it's not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This is, it's an origin story for Willy Wonka. So like Charlie and family isn't even in it. Um, and I did think it was a very nice, like I like the story. Um, some of the effects just didn't really hold up for me. Um, but Timothy Chalamet sings. So that's all you need. Okay, bye. I'm not here to sugarcoat love's already a bother Too much shelter causes pain, let's just be real honest Things are gonna knock you down, avoidance will not help you out Let's talk it through, you me and you, let's keep it real honest